Welcome back to Shit Show Saturday. Kiki's taking a big yawn. She might join us in a second. Today we're joined by Shit Show Rachel, who, Shit Show Rachel, I feel like you've been around for a while. Definitely. I think I've listened to the pod for well over a year now. <laughs> Thanks for sticking with me. <laughs> Thank you. you. You teach me every day. <laughs> um, okay. Song song um i want to nickelback better not be nickelback no katie perry stronger okay katie perry that's our first katie perry um side note folks uh shit show rachel actually meant to say kelly clarkson stronger not katie perry when i went to go look for katie perry stronger and it didn't exist and so then i had to call her and i said did you mean britney spears or kelly clarkson she said kelly clarkson Um, okay. Um, carbohydrate. I think any bread, French bread, challah bread, bread. <laughs> but if you were like going to get a sandwich, like what's your ideal bread situation? I would say like French bread. French bread. Mm-hmm. That's when I want to ask everybody sometime in the Patreon, like if they could have like a sandwich named after them, like what would be on it? Hmm. That's kind of a hard one because there's so many options. I know. I know. I'll <laughs> let you think about it. Okay. Cheese. Um, cheese. I would say like feta or Gouda. Nice. Approved. Condiment. Uh, ketchup or like marinara. That's is our first marinara marinara. condiment. I think it is. Yeah, I think so too. Actually, that's what it was. So Tiffany was saying to me, she thinks that pesto is the only like sauce condiment, but I would say that marinara is, is equivalent to that. I agree. Like think about like cheese sticks. Exactly. Yeah. Or calamari. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's a lot of things that could be Red sticks. Red stick. Absolutely. <laughs> um, okay. So how did you find out that you were an adult child? Um, so I was always part of, I was part of Al-Anon for a long time and then I found your pod and I heard the laundry list and I was you like, your pants. Well, actually, no, I read it to my therapist mm-hmm. and you were like, oh, therapist, I think you might have some of these traits, therapist. No. <laughs> she was like, I was like, I think it's them. I don't want to go to these meetings, but I just want to share this with you. And then she was like, um, I think that you should reread that again and notice that you have a lot of those. And that Had she again. never heard it before? No, she hadn't. Mm, that's great that she found it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So what trait stuck out to you the most? Gosh, <laughs> do I have to pick one? I think all of them apply. <laughs> um, authority figures for sure. Number one, um, losing my identity, frightened of angry people and personal criticism. Like, I don't know if there's one that I don't identify with. <laughs> victim, <laughs> the victim. <laughs> Okay. So tell me about your Al-Anon bottom or what was your first bottom? I guess my first bottom would be like with Al-Anon. So I was married for, well, I was with my ex-husband seven, no, 15 years married for seven. Mm -hmm. Um, And when we had our first child, 
I did not know how to parent. I didn't even know how I'm an only child and I just did not know what to do. Um, and I, anybody though, I don't think so, but I, of course, went the extreme route of wholly focusing on the child and not focusing on the marriage at all. And, um, he went down the route of drinking. And so we grew apart <laughs> as you can was imagine. There, was there already issues with alcohol prior to that? I, I don't want to admit it, but yes, I think there was always alcoholism, um, but it was like manageable, if you will. And it progressively got worse. Um, but the signs were there from the beginning. It wasn't just like, oh, wake up one day, they're there. It was little bits here and there that I ignored basically because um, it seemed so normal to me. Um, and it didn't seem like big deals, but looking back, there were a lot of signs. Um, and when I was eight and a half months pregnant, um, he finally moved out. I forced him to move out. Um, child second. second. Okay. And, um, I basically, it was Christmas break. My four-year-old was home for like the holidays because school was out and I had a newborn and that was, that I guess should have been my like for sure. That was like my no more, can't handle this anymore. Go to Al-Anon, you know, get, get a safe place, you know, kind of thing. Um, so I guess that was a bottom, but I was so enmeshed in taking care of my kids, making sure everything was flowing, making sure there was a roof over our heads, like making sure I was working, um, not losing my mind on maternity leave. (laughs) Um, so I guess that was like a, a low point, but now I look back and it was actually a high point because it was the big change in, in life and that's how we get stronger. So, and then was there a subsequent bottom? Yeah, I think later, um, like I would say I was in Al-Anon for almost over four years now. And then in the, maybe I, two years ago, out a year and a half found ACA and I realized that dating bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I remember this. Yeah, there was a, there was a bottom, um, (laughs) where I had dated someone who actually was, um, like the same person, like I always dated the same person, like your Brian's and, um, he was a homosexual who was trying to move in with me. And I didn't even put two and two together because, and I didn't even know that word till then. Um, a homosexual. Yeah. So basically a homeless person that just tries to find somebody to meet. Where did you meet him? Um, karaoke. <laughs> what did you sing? What didn't I sing? I sing what everything. Did he sing? Um, I don't even remember, but he was like that really fun person. That's like a comedian and that, um, can make anyone like them and has a great personality and like plays the guitar. And when you hang out, you're always doing something really fun and exciting. And but also on the sidewalk. And then later I realized like my bottle of tequila that I had had for three years was gone. And my, you know, like, cause I don't really drink that much. And then, um, he would disappear here and there. And, you know, he was just not trustworthy. Um, and I let a lot of things go. And then I realized he was unsafe and I didn't really want him. Like every time he'd come over, he'd bring something else like to try and move. Like it was like slowly. I looked at where did he live? Well, that's the other thing I, I didn't know. And I ignored that too. The <laughs> <laughs> so long story short, it was not good. And um, eventually I just had to like say no more, ghost him completely. Thank God he did not come back. Mm. But I would have had to file a restraining order. Um, 
I've probably seen him once or twice since then, if I'm being honest. But I like know now. Intentionally? That, yes. <laughs> but I also know that that was my bottom, like, I can't do this anymore. And I can't ignore signs and I can't ignore flags. And my therapist has been amazing um, because now I have to tell her everything because before I would hide things. And when you hide things from your therapist, you know, you're not healing. So now she knows all. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I don't really go on a date with everyone that asks me out anymore. Now I actually, you know, see a red flag and decide not to go out with them and realize it's only a request and that I don't have to do everything people ask. So um, I know that sounds silly, but it's a big learning. <laughs> I'm just trying to have somebody ask me out on a date. <laughs> that too, because everyone just wants to meet up. <laughs> I'm like, no, let's have dinner, pay for dinner, <laughs> have some nice conversation. <laughs> so tell me about your childhood. Um, so my childhood was actually pretty normal. Like I didn't think that there were any like adult child things in it. Um, looking back, yes, maybe there was not normal stuff. Like, um, my dad like owned a car lot. I found out later, like he was a gambler. So he gambled a lot. Um, so he wasn't home a lot. He was working a lot. Um, my mom was always with me. She was a stay at home mom. So it was always me and her because I was an only child. Um, she was always volunteering at school. Um, I was in choir. So she was always um, like helping out with choir, chaperoning. Um, mm -hmm. I took voice lessons. So all my hobbies, I was like, you know, AP student. She was always there like rah-rahing. Um, and then my grandparents lived like close by, were always with me. And my great grandma was around till I was 12. So just, um, always, I guess, but I was like, there were never other kids around me at home. Mm. Like we, I was always at their adult gatherings, but never like around, like I'd have friends over like in high school and stuff. But, um, and I had a small group of friends when I was young, but I don't really recall a lot of moments. I was always at like adult dinner parties and stuff like that. Mm, um, and like, keeping my mouth shut <laughs> and my dad's, um, British. So his mom would come here and there. Um, but she was actually really harsh. Um, and very, How did your parents meet in, they met in um, Los Angeles, just, um, I guess by fluke, like they both lived there from different places. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And what was their relationship like when you were growing up? Um, very proper, I guess. Um, like I, I never questioned if they got along, but I don't really ever remember them like holding hands or like kissing or something. Um, but they were together when my dad was home. Most of the time he was like working because he owned his own business. And what was your relationship like with your dad? Um, I always like adored my dad, but I did not have like a lot of one-on-one -on -one time with him. I look back and I think the time I had with him obviously was fine and great, but my mom was always like, I think like forcing it or he would like be there when he could. <laughs> Um, so I, I never knew we had issues, but I guess we did because we just didn't have a lot to talk about, mm. but he always loved the singing and he would come to my shows or sing with me or things like that. 
Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. So what, I mean, you said like looking back, like you see things differently, like other than what you've shared, has there been any other kind of like revelations Um, or insights? I just think, well, I just think that my mom um, has always like covered up for my dad. And I never really realized that at the time. Um, and then my dad is just very like avoidant. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that I know these terms, <laughs> um, it was, I, I just look back at, and see that that kind of shaped me. Like I accepted bad behavior because like, if my dad wasn't present, it was cause he was at work and that was more important or something else was more important, or there was an excuse And I think that's also why I allowed different things to happen in like my dating relationships and my marriage. Um, Like there were signs I should have seen things, but I just Um, didn't really know any different, you know? Yeah. You wouldn't know any different. Yeah. Did you like, what about like issues with friends or did you struggle at all? Like as a kid? Um, I don't think, I mean, I was always very academic and my friends were very like, the surface, like we were competing to get an A or we're competing for a GPA or we were in a choir competition or things like that, where we bonded over something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I just always was involved in different activities like that. Um, but somehow I always felt isolated, um, not because anyone did it to me, you know, but I just didn't ever feel like I fit in. Mm-hmm. And so did your parents stay married? Are they still married? Yeah, my parents are still married. And honestly, they were really loving, caring parents. They just, I feel like maybe just didn't know what they didn't know, (laughs) you know? Um, And yeah, they're still together. I think there's a lot more underlying issues now, but they've been together a really, really long time. And I think they'll always be. Mm -hmm. Uh, What do you know about their childhoods? So I know that my grand, well, I could chase it back. Like my grandpa dad was an alcoholic on what side my mom's side okay um so he was an alcoholic and was always I guess angry he was a, like a pediatrician and then your mom's dad your grandfather my mom's great-grandfather great okay that's like really yeah, far back. my mom's grandfather my mom's okay. grandfather and then my grandpa I don't think he's an alcoholic but like he does have a little bit of a temper mm-hmm. and then well, he's his a brother, child yeah. And his brother was an alcoholic as well. Uh-huh. Um, so I think there is alcoholism going back. I just don't know really how deep, cause no one's really been in program till like, till me. Uh-huh. And then on my dad's side, he's adopted. Um, he was adopted with his sister from an orphanage in England. So I really don't know much about his, um, family. Like we his- got to talk about that early, early childhood trauma there. Right. Exactly. And then his mom was a little harsh. So I could see the double whammy there. Right. Cause, um, she was a tough cookie. <laughs> she was very demanding and, um, you only spoke when you're spoken to and you're kind of never good enough. So I, I could see the double whammy there with like first being adopted and then having yeah, like the attachment trauma there and who knows what that was like. Yeah. Yeah. Free yeah. verbal stuff. Uh, what brought your dad over here? He moved here at like, I want to say 18 or 19 by himself. I think he just Get wanted that to hell away from his mom. 
Did he have a dad? <laughs> yep. He died of a heart attack. <laughs> Probably from his mom. No, I don't know. <laughs> um, but he was just like a really kind, loving and quiet man. I remember him, um, but just very quiet. So um, he ran out like, I think a nightclub, but he was just a quiet, like take it, I think kind of person. <laughs> so, but he had so, a big heart. So what about prior to your, your, um, your husband, where did you have a slew of other toxic relationships prior to that? No, I mean, I was with him like 15 years. So that was most of my dating years, I guess, if you will. And to be honest, you know, we met when I was a freshman in, well, we met in high school, Oh, wow. we dated my freshman year in college. Okay. So, um, yeah. so I was pretty young. Like, and so, I mean, he was two years older than me, but he was pretty young too, but he, um, he was like the bad boy with a good heart, (laughs) you know, he liked to like go to raves and I was like scared of my own shadow and never wanted to get in trouble. And, (laughs) um, but we always had fun and he always really seemed to care about me. But I realize now, like I was the one with the career goals. I was the one like saying we have to buy a house or we have to get married. And so I think I, I really forced a lot of things um, between us. Um, and he went along with it, which, you know, he, he, he was used to a controlling mom too. Um, <laughs> so I think that we had it on either side and until things got a little rough with us, like we didn't know that our discussion styles, I don't even know if I was good at talking through my feelings back then. Um, cause I didn't really know. I wasn't really into all of this stuff or understanding myself even cause I lost myself if we read the <laughs> laundry list. So, um, how did you find out about Al-Anon? Um, so my mom had gone to Al-Anon in the past, mostly because of gambling, cause they didn't have a Gammonon back then. So when did you find out about your dad's gambling addiction and what do you know about it? Well, I think when I was a senior in high school, he had like heart problems because of it. And I remember like going somewhere and having like, seeing him be like resuscitated, <laughs> um, like with the paddles, uh-huh. I don't remember the whole thing, right. Cause I blocked things out apparently. Um, <laughs> but, um, at that point he like went bankrupt and that's actually how I got like loans for college and grants and stuff because his business went bankrupt at that time. Mm. What could you um, know he was doing? Like what kind of gambling? Um, like going to casinos or like, like backroom games and stuff? Like poker. Uh-huh. Um, he was a huge poker player. He used to have a poker game at our house once a week. Um, and then he was the big shot at the casinos. Like in Palm Springs, there's a lot of Indian casinos. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he would go to Vegas with his friends here and there. Um, and he's really good at numbers, like really good at numbers in his head. So, <laughs> but it doesn't sound like your mom, she, she probably was aware of it well before you found out about it. So it's interesting. I'm surprised that she didn't just cause it seemed like you guys were like pretty enmeshed. I'm surprised that she didn't put that on you. Honestly, I knew about his, his weekly like poker game. Cause that was like one night a week. Mm-hmm. And then once a month they'd come to our house, you know, and I wasn't allowed to go out because mm-hmm. all dad's friends were out there. Um, but I didn't know he was like in the casinos till, till like they couldn't hide it, I think anymore. Um, and there was a point where he moved out for a little bit mm-hmm. and she never shared all of those details. I think it was most, it was maybe my senior year in high school. And then I still went to college. So she actually 
at the time, like forced me to go to college, which, you know, I felt so bad because I knew they had money issues. And she was like, no, you need to go. You need to go to college. You need to like build this for yourself. And looking back, like she really did me a favor. Like I got my bachelor's, I got my master's, you know, I really was able to build my own career and be independent. Um, And if she didn't force me to do those things, I don't think I would have had that. I mean, I probably would have, but um, it was like, you know, when you hear like, oh, are you going to go to college? It was like, no, you're going to college. <laughs> like there is no other option. Um, so I think that they had a lot of issues while I was like in my first few years of college too. Where'd you go to school? UC San Diego. And what'd you study? So I didn't really know what to study. I studied human development, minored in music, did operatic like music. Then I got my um, uh, certificate of business while I was there. And then a few years after I graduated, I went to University of Redlands and got my MBA. Um, okay, so talk about parenting. We'll talk about what what is the status. So how long has it been since you've been divorced? I've been divorced. Um, so my son is four years and four months old. And so um, we separated a month before he was born and actually never got back together. And how we old were is your oldest? Eight. Eight, Okay. And, um, he, uh, and actually it was a blessing. I remember at first I was really upset that he never tried to come back. Like he just left his family, my ex-husband. And now I look back, like it was a blessing. My higher power was looking out for me. Cause if he had tried to come back when I was postpartum and yeah. hormonal, I probably would have left him. And I have such a good life now. My kids live in a healthy household. Like I just bought a house recently. Um, and I just think there's so much hope when, you build your own confidence. Like I didn't even realize I was talking to myself meanly, <laughs> like, like who talks to themselves like that? Yeah. But it was like that bad behavior that I was allowing. And I was letting my kids see and feel too. Um, but I do notice there's a lot of things in parenting, like triggers where my kid might be upset. And I'm like, wait, is that me or him? Mm. <laughs> you know, or, um, like my little one will ask me, mommy, um, where's my dad? Does he have a car seat in his car for me? And then I have to separate that discussion of that, like abandonment he's feeling from any feelings I have about the topic at all. Right. (laughs) Um, because he's coming from that innocent perspective because he sees the other kids at school with their car seats. Right. Um, or picking their, or picking up their, their friends. Um, and then there's my older son who actually experienced having his dad in the household, but also sees things really differently. Like he won't even talk about his dad unless I ask about it, but I know he feels it all the time. I know things trigger him and upset him. It's just like, he's drawn to, for example, if he has a male teacher, he's drawn to that teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, just cause he doesn't have that many male role models. And I know I need to bring him into things like mentorship programs, like kind of big brother, big sister type programs or sports, because that's, that's what he needs in his life because he's only had female role models. Um, I mean, he's close with my dad and my mom, but I don't, but I don't, we don't see them all the time. And I just think he needs more of that younger, responsible, like, (laughs) um, you know, coach type role in his, in his circle. So has your, has he, has your ex never, he's never reached out? Like, do you know where he is? Like, is he alive? Like, do you? 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he is alive. Um, I actually talked to his family more than I talked to him. Like he has older brothers and we were always close. Like the cousins talk occasionally um, just because they, the kids want to be in the kids' lives, if that makes sense. Um, he did move in with someone else two weeks after we broke up. Um, and now he has a one-year-old, like a son with her. Um, he does not try to reach out to the kids. For example, like over Christmas time, my older son asked if he could see dad. Um, so we called him, we talked to him and then he ended up saying he was too busy and couldn't meet up. Um, so I've seen both sides of the spectrum, right? Where the, the parents present, but not really. And then the parent not present at all, like through my kids, um, I think both equally hurt, but in a way, um, my son knows, like my older son knows, like those expectations really aren't going to be fulfilled. Like he doesn't ask anymore to call dad um, because I feel like he knows he's going to be disappointed. Um, so he does have breakdowns sometimes, like that's, I think, normal. Mm. Um, and he's been in therapy since he was four because that like he lost his dad and got a brother like within the same month. Um, but him and his brother are best friends. They are inseparable. And I think there's always hope. Like the other day we were sitting down and my, my, actually my son was in the hospital over the weekend. He had appendicitis mm-hmm. and I'm like, I keep thinking, why do things always come at us? I'm like, no, this is life. Things come and happen in life. Right. So we're sitting in the hospital and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this kid's having a horrible spring break. And then we look up and there's like lights that are changing colors in the hospital. And there's different things like, like there's a show on TV and we're watching a movie and we're having like a dance party in the hospital bed. And I was like, well, see, shitty situations can be good. Like you can make good memories out of them. And I realized how many times we laughed in that hospital room. And then when we got home, just the two kids reuniting after one night apart. Um, it's just really special. And I'm so grateful that I can have that bond with them and they have that bond with each other. Um, and I know I wouldn't have been present before if I had stayed in that, um, negative relationship, but I had to wake up and I had to realize, and I had to hit my bottom to, you know, get out and move on. So do you see like his side of the family at all? Yeah. So we see, um, one of his brothers who has three kids. Um, so we see them occasionally and they've always offered like, Hey, if you need help, let me know. And once or twice I've like, let the kids go over there. Um, but they, but they really do care, you know? So, so tell me, I mean, I think that you've shared a bunch of areas in which you've grown, but is there another way you've grown that you want to share? Um, I just think in general, like I realize it's kind of like that song, right? Um, I can be happy alone if I'm healthier alone. Um, and I think that just the awakening, like I remember walking down the street one day, like, or not the street, but like through my office building. And I was like, what's that smell? And it was like Jasmine blooming. And then there were orange blossoms and I could smell everything as I walked that day. And I remember thinking, how have I walked here like 150 times? And I've never noticed that smell. And now every day since I smell all the things like one of my friends told me the other day, you're very sensory, like you are auditory and you smell things and you like are very like present with the environment. And I'm like, who me? Like, I just noticed that, like, I like yoga now. I like meditating 
before you couldn't pay me enough money to sit still and yoga. <laughs> um, so now I'm just starting to realize like, yeah, there's times like I notice when I'm frantically cleaning my house, like a crazy woman that I'm not in the right mind and I need to stop and sit down. Um, because then I get in those moments, I'm just overthinking and obsessing rather than like actually looking what's in front of me. And I can see that now. Mm. Um, and I think like for me, there's, it's been a long journey and I'm still on it. Right. I'm still healing every day. And, you know, we have moments where we go back and then, but those moments are less frequent. Right. (laughs) Um, and I just want to share like for anyone listening that there is hope, like being a single mom, isn't the worst thing in the world. Cause I thought it was, <laughs> I thought it was going to be, how was I ever going to do it? And honestly, it's better to be a single mom, to be happy and healthy and taking care of your kids and having control over their well being than like taking care of an adult, like a real adult <laughs> or being scared to walk within your house. Cause mm-hmm. I think what I used to feel, and I did not even know it. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, I think that's the growth I feel. Um, and that's what's like important to me. And that's what I feel is important for my kids. Cause I want them to know, like the first thing they do when they get home is run to the backyard. They can't wait to get out of the car. And it's something so simple that can make them so happy. And I used to think, unless it was grandiose, it wasn't great. And that's not how, and they, they change my mindset every day. My kids teach me every day. My oldest son is so in tune with his body and his mind. Um, the other day he told me, mom, you can decide if you want to do therapy or not. That's your choice. My eight-year-old. <laughs> so um, He's just really insightful. And for that, I'm grateful because I was never that insightful. It's taking me this long to be that insightful. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, okay. Three things that you like about yourself. Hmm. I can actually say that I'm a good mom now which before I thought I wasn't because I was always told that. Um, I think I am very creative um, and a really good problem solver. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Really, really good problem solver. (laughs) That's all we do is solve problems. Well, But now I can think outside the box and and put them on the shelf too. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Another side note, I totally forgot to ask her a hope or dream for the future. So I had her uh, send me over the answer to that. So that's why it sounds weird. My hope and dream for the future would be really simple. I just want to continue to grow, continue to learn, continue to be the best version of myself as well as nurture and help my kids grow and get the best opportunities in life and equip them with all the knowledge and emotional support so that they can be the best versions of their self in the future as well. Well, your kids are so lucky to have you as a mom. I hope you know that. Thank you. That's sweet. Thanks for your time. (laughs) Yeah. And thank you for the pod. It's been amazing. And I hope everyone listens listens in because I learn something new every time. Yeah. Listen (laughs) in folks. Well, that wraps up shit show Saturday as always. Sign up for the Patreon. That is where I host weekly support groups. And it's where you say thanks, Andrea, for all that you do. Patreon.com slash adult child. Follow me on TikTok and Instagram at adult child pod. And give me a damn five star rating on Apple and Spotify. And I will see y'all shit shows on Wednesday. Bye. Oh,
everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.